Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Delve Into Money podcast. This is another shorts episode on how to spend less money this Christmas season. If you have not subscribed or, or rated the podcast, I would encourage you to please do so uh, wherever you're listening to this. And thank you again for listening. So the average American spends $998 on gifts during this holiday season, which makes it one of the most expensive times of the year. And too much of this spending is done mindlessly or without a plan. And so I want to talk through 13 different ways that you can spend less money this Christmas season and hopefully get your finances in better order. Because the reality is for families that are already living paycheck to paycheck, this is an extremely stressful and hard season in one that people who have dug to get out of a hole all year end up back in a hole because of spending that happens during this time. So I want to help you in whatever way I can avoid some of these pitfalls. So reason number one, you need to be budgeting your spending. And I'm going to be a broken record on this because when spending doesn't get planned, you're setting yourself up for overspending. Set a budget and track it closely. Even if you don't do it all year, do it during this season because it's super important that you know your ins and your outs and that you don't end up having to put a lot of things on credit cards. Way number two, create a list of gifts that you're going to buy. We have done this with gifts throughout the whole year as we go through the whole year and think month by month of the gifts that we're going to have to buy in those months. You can do the exact same thing for Christmas, which is what we've done. And we name every person that we're going to be buying a gift for. This gives you a snapshot of what the season is going to look like, and you can add up what you think your spending will be. It's good to then also budget each person a dollar amount that you're allowed to spend and then track your spending throughout the month. What happens a lot of times is people get enthusiastic and excited and they overspend early and then have to cut back late. And so they can cut back on people they don't want to have to cut back on or end up putting that on a credit card to avoid cutting those people short. So create a list and assign dollar values of what you want to spend on each person. Way number three is we can start our Christmas shopping early. Now, it's a little bit too late in the season to apply this for this year, but people that are very successful at Christmas shopping, Christmas shop all year. It's about having an attitude and a mindset of constantly looking for ways to treat those that you care about well. And you do that by getting good deals, which gives them a bigger bang for their buck, which gives the person you're um, spending on 
a better present. A good rule of thumb is that you only spend 1% of your income on gifts. So if you make $100,000, you want to spend $1,000 on Christmas gifts. Way number four, do group gifts. Instead of buying separate gifts for everyone, get together with the people you know and love and pool your money so that you can buy bigger and better gifts. The reality is a $20 or $30 gift isn't going to be a gift that someone values in most situations. But if you have five people pulling for $20, you've now got a substantial gift that they might really enjoy and cherish. This also helps put an upper limit on what you're going to spend. If you say you're going to have a $20 limit on something, someone's going to find something for $30 and buy that for that person because they thought it really fit that person. If you do that on five or 10 gifts, that can turn into $100, $200 rather quickly. And there you are again on that credit card. Number five is really going to rub people the wrong way, but re-gift. If you are not using it, why let it go to waste? Now, I'm not saying re-gift the trash that you get, but if you know it's something someone will enjoy and you are not going to use it, re-gift that. If there's a kitchen utensil that you're not going to use, but you know someone who's a cook and who would love that type of thing, re-gift it. Way number six skip the Christmas cards. This is just an easy way to spend less money. Most people take one glance at that Christmas card and either throw it away or put it on their refrigerator to then just be used as a symbol of comparison of who got whose Christmas card. For the most part, those are not going to be valued long term. What's better than a Christmas card is all the people that you would have given a Christmas card to, to reach out to them, to make a personal connection with them. It's going to mean so much more in the long run. It's going to keep you having healthy relationships. Number seven, we want you to sell stuff. If you're short of money, a great way to come up with more money is to sell items that are in your home that are not being used. So go through your rooms, find items that are of value, and are not being used or not being utilized to their fullest extent and look for ways to sell those items. Selling an item is so much better than going into debt and paying a 20% interest rate on a credit card. Way number eight, presents are not obligations. We don't have to default to always getting everyone presents. Think of other ways that people can enjoy the season. This kind of flows into number nine. Say no to random gift exchanges. Forego exchanges of gifts at work, small group, friend groups, and only give gifts to your family. You can be proactive in this and suggesting other ways to have fun at these get-togethers other than exchanging gifts. It could be playing games, it could be a trivia thing. It could be uh, just having questions for people to have at tables. Whatever it is, there's a lot of good ideas and ways that you can 
go to these events, enjoy these events, but not have to spend money. Be the person who takes initiative to organize the free activities that you could be doing. And as we talked about earlier, a $20 gift in most cases is not providing anyone with a ton of value. Way number 10, create a do-it-yourself present. Unique often wins the day. Try and create something that is unique to your skill set and that will leave an impact on the person you're giving it to. Make it thoughtful. Make it intentional. With the internet at our fingertips, we have endless ideas of ways to make unique DIY Christmas presents. Way number 11, trade a subscription for a one-time gift. And this is frankly my favorite on this whole list. If you need extra money to afford a gift, look at your subscriptions that you're paying for. There's likely to be one or more unused or underused subscription. If you don't watch Netflix, cancel the Netflix subscription. That's 15-ish dollars that you can save right there. When you cancel it, you then replace that spending with buying that gift But then come January, you will actually save that money because you'll have $15 a month less in spending that you're now doing. If three months down the line, you realize, hey, I want this subscription back. Well, you saved three months of that subscription. So this is a great way to reduce your long-term expenses to make room for a temporary one-time expense. It's a great little trick, mental and otherwise, that will do you well. Way 12, do a special gift exchange. Organize gift exchanges that allow you to buy fewer gifts. Try Secret Santa, draw names out of a hat so that you're only buying one gift for one person in your family, or restrict gift giving to only children. There's many, many other ideas, but this is a great way to limit your gift buying. This also reduces the stress of shopping and the stress that's related to the extra spending that comes during the Christmas time. And then reason number 13 is we want to trade time for money. Replace gift giving with special traditions. Some good examples of this are we want to play a game. So maybe pick a game that you play every Christmas that just becomes a tradition that you have in your family. Go uh, drive around the city and watch and see Christmas lights. It could be watching a Christmas movie every Christmas Eve instead of uh, doing that gift exchange. It could be making a gingerbread house or an ornament that becomes a legacy in your family. Or it could be going and volunteering at a local charity. Every Christmas day, instead of opening gifts, you go and volunteer at a local charity. As a high schooler, I didn't like this when my parents sprung this on us Christmas morning. So don't spring it on your children. But uh, if you do the prep work, there can be uh, a lot of good things and, and there can be a very positive experience. Even though I wasn't thrilled about it, I look back and I see it. It was a positive experience. So Christmas is a very special time of year for a lot of families. It's a special time of year for us. But 
During that time, there's a lot of added financial and relational stress that shouldn't be there. So rethink how you spend money in Christmas, especially if it's one of your stresses. For this year, start with one change. We don't want to go sweeping and shock everyone so that next year you just go back to the same thing. Pick one item to change this year. Do the same. Repeat the same next. Over a period of a few years, you'll remake the holidays so that you can focus on the joy, the peace, and the enjoyment, and the time with family, and the time with community. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. As I like to say every week, until next week, remember healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today, and I'll see you next week.